Screed! Oh, wait, stop the mine! Screed, stop the mine cart! Oh, we've come to a halt. It's Radio Free Topeg Underground Edition. I'm Donna. I'm Audrey, and this is all reverbed. It's great. Join us today here in the mines, pickaxe in hand. It's our favorite. We've got Katie Rosalie on with us. Welcome. Please help me. I have asthma. Get me out of this mine. <laughs> it adds a cool quality to everybody's voice. Yes, it will kill us one day, but it was all worth it for a little wisp of crustiness. Give Hold on. Let's character. dig up. Let's let's dig up out of here. Let's. Okay, all right. Ah, oh, fresh air. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God. Whoa. Hey, I see a bird flying by. Oh, I'm kissing the grass. We've been down here for ages. <laughs> That's the, one of the better intros I've done in the past year. That's pretty good. I actually thought of something on the, on the way in. <laughs> well, now that we're out here in the open, we can take our minds off of mine things. Uh, and instead direct them to ourselves and to Katie, how are you doing? Welcome back to Radio Free Topic. Hi, I'm always so happy to be here. Um, I'm good. I don't know. Living life. I, uh, I never know how to answer that question. It's so like, not, not with you two beautiful people, but I always hate it when someone goes, how are you? I'm like, what does a normal person say to this? Yeah. I'm usually just like, let me just list everything out. And they're like, no, I just, just say fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. good. It's not a genuine question under most circumstances, but I feel like on a podcast, it sort of is. It sort of like, is. <laughs> like I was at work the other day. Uh, actually yesterday and we were doing inventory and inventory is hell in retail and yes. I'm on a ladder and I'm counting uh, dried botanicals. Nice. It's Holy the God. worst shit possible. It's fucking terrible. And this real buttoned up woman from the uh, um, furniture department comes walking by. She goes, hey, Audrey, how's it going? And I'm like, bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, her go real bad. Actually, and she's like, not good. <laughs> Oh, oh, it just keeps walking. It was very good. Yeah, get your candy ass furniture department softy self out of here. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, you ain't what counting it's botanicals. Like. Motherfucker. What kind, what kind of botanical? <laughs> like scented shit or is like this potpourri? Like fucking plants, like fake plants. Uh, fake plants. Yeah. Fake plants. As they well as dried real in plants. A big way. Yeah. Big stuff. They're like back. Pompous grass. <laughs> pompous grass. I counted yes. forty-eight pompous grass. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to trigger you. <laughs> I understand. Are you I looking up what pompous grass is? A million percent. Oh, these fluffy motherfuckers. Yeah. Put those Goodbye. in your house in a decorative vase. Sheen sells pompous grass. Yeah, you're back. In my mind, pompous grass is extremely 90s, but like influencer culture has brought a lot of trends back that I'm like, okay, we're here again. Yeah, Yeah, are we on a 30 year nostalgia cycle? So the 90s are. It seems shorter these days. Yeah, Yeah. I've been seeing mid 2000s stuff popping up, and that's just scaring me because it's just, oh, I'm in middle school. I've been reeling in the years as the song goes. (laughs) (laughs) Something, something time. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to carry that. I know that song. I listened to the Dan for some time and I forgot all the lyrics. I, uh, here's an extremely sad update about my life. So I, um, I have a chronic pain condition that can flare up sometimes. So like my weekend got trash. So like, it's fine. I was fine. But like my Saturday night, you know, I was coming out of it, but I had no plans. So I was like, I guess I'll just smoke some weed and put on rave lights and dance to Steely Dan by myself nice. in my room. That's <laughs> a good notes. activity. <laughs> no notes. Perfect. <laughs> I, uh, this is a coping mechanism I have now that I live by myself is I bought a bunch of like stupid party lights and I'll just turn them on by myself and, you know, grapevine. <laughs> God, that fucking rules. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to me, this is progress, right? Because, like, five years ago even, I would have been very sad. I'm like, oh, it's Saturday night and I have no plans because my uterus tried to punch my lights out. But instead, I'm like, I got the party right here, Daddy. Like, I got lights. I got marijuana. <laughs> what else? Go. That's a motherfucking party. <laughs> Wait, so we don't have to get into it if you don't want to. Do you, do you deal with endo stuff? Is it's, that what it I is? Have, I have a fibroid 
uh, um. that is particularly pesky, which is, if you guys, uh, for people who don't know, um, is they come in different shapes and sizes, but basically um, it's like a benign growth that happens in a uterus. And Ow. depending on where it is and where the size is depends on how painful it can be. And it changes with hormones. And mine's like in a really problematic spot anyway just a fucking choice oh, no. location it's all so, you know in real estate it's location location location, location this really location, got the memo <laughs> the uh, prime spot to <laughs> cause fucking pain randomly that yeah, sucks luck, luckily mine's pretty under control so it was actually like a, a fun throwback for me this weekend <laughs> i actually i had a full face of makeup on friday night i was going uh, to go out to a goth dance party my friend's dj i literally had like the full outfit and then it was like you know the music started playing. I'm like, oh, all right. I know what this. I know what time uh, it is. Time to walk it on out. <laughs> that shit's rough, though. My yeah, we've talked about it on the show. We like shared. A, we did like a GoFundMe like a month or two ago. But she was dealing with endo stuff, I'm and so I know sorry. a couple other friends who deal with that or fibroids or adenomyosis, something like that is another really yeah, shitty it's so one. Stupid because it's so common and like no one gives you a heads yeah. up that that could just happen. No. For years I thought I just had like shit problems because of where it was located. I'm like, oh, like a fart's <laughs> trying to strangle me to death. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought it was for years. Like. <laughs> I don't anyway. remember if it was on here if I was just talking to somebody, but there is like this horrible situation where anything like a dick or or vagina or anus related, yeah. any kind of pain, there is like an inherent kind of funniness to it where it's hard, like you don't get taken seriously, but that's like some of the worst kind. Yeah. Like that's, it's fucking brutal. But people it's at just, the oh, seams. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the, da gas the damage problem. is at I the mean, seams. It's hard. It doesn't help that my main like reaction to extreme discomfort is to start giggling. So like people uh, don't take yeah. me seriously. Like, <laughs> like I once was on a, <laughs> It's excruciating. I was, I was on I was on a bus in Chicago once with a guy waving a knife at the bus driver, and I just start cracking up in the back, and my friend's like, we are going to die. I'm like, yes, maybe. <laughs> I have the exact so. same shit. I have the exact same shit. I, I was in a horrible car accident yeah. uh, where we, like, spun around. We tapped off the back wheels of a semi. We hit the dividing wall. When the fucking paramedics came, they had the jaws of life, the fucking doors of this 92 Damn. Firebird off. <sighs> was fucked up and uh i started laughing uh my partner was completely shut down she just like yeah it's scary. silent uh the driver started punching the steering wheel and his partner started weeping so yeah. it was all four reactions you can have to wow, it to a that's car beautiful what a rainbow yeah. of, of reaction it takes and you know what there's no wrong it takes all kinds i like that <laughs> Donna's reaction to that story is pretend that they were the jaws of life and they were eating your car. Mmm, I love delicious car. Yeah, so like, this all sounds like stunted or whatever, but once again, instead of crying, I, I danced in the dark very high on pain meds. So it's like, you know. It's good. That's progress, baby. And that's why I'm here on Radio Free Dope Act to give advice. <laughs> that's right if you're in pain put some dan on it throw on some steely yeah suck a dick steve albini i still fuck with the dan i'm not some gen x weirdo that draws the line okay <laughs> some of that shit's good yeah. my uh my father used to play steely dan in the car for me and I can't remember a single song, but I remember being like, it's kind of okay. That's okay. Reeling in the years, my old school, kid yeah. Charlemagne. Okay. Audrey, get into the Dan life like yours <laughs> truly. <laughs> Sorry, I've been too busy listening to uh, uh, to Italian hip hop lately. Do right. it again. I think that's I all do, the songs I have know. actually from the Dan. Molte bene. <laughs> <laughs> I've been obsessed with this song called Unatimo, where the guy um, says something about the policia, and then he goes, Akab! <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Akab! Like, like <laughs> Fuck yes. I say abe. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if y'all ever listened to The OCs. That's a band that's been around for a while that's kind of like noisy kind of post-punk type shit i'm so bad with genres i don't know it's really loud and like 
that kind of just lots of reverb and shit where I, it calms me for whatever reason. Oh. And I listened through the, their whole album Floating Coffin yesterday while I was doing a bunch of dishes. And that was like a similar, I don't know, there's a little niceness to blasting music by yourself, oh, especially yeah. when it's completely inappropriate for like scrubbing out a, a week old coffee mug. <laughs> I had a nice little time. How come yeah, your coffee mug a week old? I don't want to put my partner on blast, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so we fucking mugs behind her, like chair she sits in in the morning. She's like bringing five mugs in. I was like, oh, that's no. Just the, I, I don't want to assume anything about your partner, but you're describing a bisexual experience right now. It's, yes. Uh, which bisexual is just, ADHD shit. Nailed yeah. it. Just, just hoarding cups of various liquids. <laughs> A very famous incident with my metamore is that I walked out uh, in the morning and they were sitting at the table with like three different cups and our partner goes like, why do you need so many cups? And she goes, I'm gay! (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fuck. Can't argue with that. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Oh, so I'm sorry right. I hit y'all with it. No, I'm just I'm so fucking tired today. It's been, it was all gray and rainy too. I took a fucking nap because it was gray and rainy and it was lovely. I tried to take a nap, but I had drank a bunch of caffeine to try to counteract this shit, and so it was like an anti-nap. It's just sitting there uncomfortable with my eyes closed for like an hour. And so that didn't do anything. And then I went on a walk, and that didn't help either. Nice. And here we are. Audrey, here we are. <laughs> I fell asleep. And didn't set for completely forgot to set an alarm. It's a miracle that I'm here. Uh, I woke up and texted you, ready to get ready. Like I was like, oh, oh shit. That was immediate post nap. Yeah. Lovely. This is all a dream, actually. An episode well, you know, within your mind. This is oh. the third podcast I'm recording today. And I also was a Holy little shit. sleepy because of my uh said weekend of <laughs> Of <laughs> pain and, and dancing. So uh, and we could we could just have a very chill. Although just I'm relaxed. so I'm a little amped up from screaming so much uh, about <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. So I think I think I can. I, I, we can carry this through. We can make it. You fill that role so admirably of screaming at Alex to try to keep him from whatever the fuck is happening over there. <laughs> I love him so much. He's such a good friend. He just can't help it. He has like a a, a mouth to brain issue, you know. <laughs> Comes out faster than he can stop himself. I he's a freight train of comedy. That's absolutely yeah. the case. Well, depending on what the box brings us, because we got like a million questions. Maybe oh yeah, we should get rolling up. on that. But as we're until then, listener, make yourself a nice cup of tea. Look out the window. Look at the raindrops falling. This is going to be a peaceful, a chill episode. Unless we Got get it. any crazy questions, then we're going to yell a whole lot. We'll find we'll try out. Try and take it out of the shrill register. <laughs> hey, if it's got to go there, we're going there. Let's just see where the, the dulcet zone. I don't where really do the tides have of that question. zone anymore. I've realized I'm like just fully full time Muppet. We'll see where the tides of questions take us, but first, it's a word from our sponsor. What's up, fella? It's me, Minecart Donovan. You heard me at the top of the show. Running up and down these tracks underground, I find all kinds of stuff. I got diamonds. I got cobalt. I got coal. But there's one thing that I can never get enough of. I could never fill my mind card up with enough of it. And it's episodes of Radio Free Topag, the podcast about relationships. And now, listener, if you're looking at your own mind cart and you're feeling kind of empty, let me let you in on a little secret. There's another mother load of episodes (laughs) down at the mine we call Patreon.com slash RFTB. Patreon. For a mere $5 a month, you don't even need a pickaxe. You don't need a ore <laughs> refiner. You just get access to 100-plus bonus episodes, pure, refined, with a, a new one each week. It's like uh, it's like you own a mine, and it's automated or something like that. If you're a miner, too, you're gonna, you get this. You understand. Patreon.com slash RFTB. Strap on your... Headlamp. That's what I was thinking of. There you go. 
That's the most That's detailed it. one you've done in a That's little it. while. That was a lot. <laughs> All I can keep thinking of is in the game Kirby Superstar, there's a mini game called The Great Cave Offensive where Kirby and his little friend roll around in a minecart. And I'm just imagining yes. a little Kirby minecart. Wait, are you, playing, yeah. are you playing the new one? One just came out on the Switch. Is this the one? My Switch has famously died. No! Uh, but I usually play every Kirby game because that's my little guy. <laughs> also, it's the a... shit on SNES. So yes, good. but yeah, Kirby Superstar for the SNES Superstar. is like my favorite game of all time. Same. And that's the energy we're taking on this episode. It's <laughs> We're going Kirby mode. It's a chill, lovely time. Unless some bad shit happens and then we're going to scream. Play that what? question music. Yeah, question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ah, it's the question box. It's the segment of the show where you, the listener, you can send us your questions. And we're gonna we're gonna answer them all. Hey, how do I do that? I'm, I'm hey, I'm new here. I don't even know where I am. Where do I find the box? It's simple. It's on our social media at RFTBPod on Instagram and Twitter or our website RFTB.me. You don't have to make an account. It's anonymous. You just click that ask question link. You type your question in the text box, and then we get it. Ugh. Oh, my God. And this sounded, week. That sounded so painful. <laughs> and this week, we Esophageal got a fibroid pain. bunch of them. <laughs> Listen, it used to be that I just burp throughout the show, but I feel like I've gotten this control over it where I kind of bank them, but then I don't control when they come out just at some point on each episode. It all escapes like, a, like a, a fucking ghost out of the Ghostbusters vacuum. Check this out. Here's the first question. It's called a proton pack. I, I Wait, I shouldn't have said that. I should have had one in mind. There's so many fucking questions. It's live. Katie, we posted this link like just a few hours ago when people were blowing up the motherfucking box. MFs be loving Katie Rose Leon. They Sometimes. do. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like it's. Anyway, I wonder what kind of questions these are, huh? Hi, KRL. <laughs> Let's start out with a thir- with somebody who's thirsting. Are you taking partner applications? I am a corn-fed Midwestern boy who grew up in Chicago, but I'm a practicing bisexual, have a tattoo, and will happily get murdered in a mosh pit. Thanks for reading. Katie, will I- you marry this this fella? I mean, no, they're a stranger. Mm, <laughs> Try again uh, next time. I mean, I am currently my, uh, so I had three partners. Now I have two and I'm in the space where I'm, I'm looking for that special someone, but, uh, (laughs) I got a lot of what I call hummingbirds, which are people that love to float around, make sure I remember they exist, but never landing. Uh, uh, so I hear that I got a lot of that going on because I had the two partners and now I have the one and I'm I have sorry. a lot of fucking hummingbirds. So. Yeah, and uh, you know the I think you could probably relate to this where the myth of polyamory is that like you will date anybody, but it's anybody. the opposite where no. it's like I already Way have this easier. person I like, so you really gotta step up. You gotta yeah, level you that gotta pussy be... up. You gotta, you gotta be bringing some credentials. You gotta bring something to the game. What are you bringing to the KRL business that we already don't got in stock? It's kind of where I'm at. I feel so, it. So, long story short, to this nice person, normally don't love Midwesterners except for my bestie Elliot. So, uh, you know, you got that going against you. But who knows if you've seen me falling down in the pit? Pick me up, and we'll see what happens. Send in an application. <laughs> Keep your resume updated. Yeah. Bring you something have, other. Once again, you got to have a skill set. What are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what are we bringing to the What's table? What's your talent? Is this the first shot that was shot in our question box? No. Somebody has definitely asked if Katie was single before. 
or if you, oh, if you were, I feel like that has happened before. I, I am so sorry that that's I, the energy that this program <laughs> brings to your inbox, but it's not you guys specifically. <laughs> let me tell you that. It's them hummingbirds. <laughs> they come with their long, skinny Listen, beaks. It's usually mostly flattering. There's only a certain phrasing of it that really pisses me off, and this isn't one of them. So nice. Yeah, this was respectful. You yeah. get a you get a salute there, partner. Good good shot shooting. Yeah. Good shooting shooter. Bang bang. Better, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep keep crack keep firing them off or whatever they say to people who shoot lots of guns. Audrey, what but else this, we got in the box? This was my concern is that when I put it on my Instagram that you would get mostly this and people <laughs> actually asking questions. <laughs> Well, this this one's an actual question. It appears I I have a tendency to not fucking read a thing about these and then quickly scan over one and then go, okay, fine, that one. And here's what you we're gotta, gonna do right you now. You have to read them on the toilet beforehand, Audrey. You gotta get the email <laughs> notifications. You gotta read them on the toilet. <laughs> hey, folks, I'm in a pickle. See, I'm the type who is quick to rush into relationships and the big feels. And the new target of my desire is a self admitted commitment phobe with intimacy issues. On paper, we're a perfect match outside of the first thing I mentioned. And in person, we seem to be okay and comfy together, but getting them to respond to text is a pain in the ass. They work mm. as a GM for a fashion retail store, and I know being a manager can be stressful, but it seems like they only want to talk like two times a week. And that just makes me feel like I'm being ignored. Considering that this is a new thing and the communication is already a struggle, should I just let it go or should I continue to see where this goes? Mama Mia. Mom of Mia. I think we just had something like this a few weeks ago where there was like this mismatch between somebody who's like a commitment foe mm-hmm. and somebody who's a c- commitment file. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite of that, they're, they're, they love, they're philic for a commitment. And uh, it seems like a CSI like episode. Like it turns out they're a commitment file. Commitment file. <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> uh, but I, and so I, I mean I'll revisit what I think I said to that person, even though sometimes the thing I say on this program they, they drop out of my brain hole. You ever just completely um, contradict yourself on the show too? I've listened to some episodes tight. where I'm like, "Wow, I cannot believe uh, yeah. I said that with my mouth." <laughs> Audrey's like, Poly, po- po- "Don't be Polly." <laughs> Listen, and she be as Polly. Feelings, I did that. feelings are a, a live document. Okay, everybody. That's right. <laughs> That's true. Um. But what I'm what I'm gonna say to you is like you're aware of this stuff, right? Like you kind of know this going in, and you still decided I like this person enough that I want to see where this goes. But now you're like gut reaction, like your kind of conditioned brain is like, oh, you're not messaging enough. It means they don't love you. Like it means you gotta run, or it means that you gotta message them constantly. Like make sure that they still love you, otherwise you're gonna get hurt or whatever. Like that shit's firing off, and you know this about yourself, and that doesn't make it easier necessarily to tune that out to push that to the side like if that's something that you deal with a lot even if you're aware of it like i get this with different things but i'm aware i've got like an obsessive compulsive kind of thing and something will come up and i'm like no this is an obsessive thought but it still fucking hurts and i want to get to the root of it it's going to drive me crazy basically you just gotta you gotta take that awareness and then when you start getting those feelings of like, I got to message this person a million messages to make sure that they love me and all that. You just go, no, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to play Kirby. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to message a different friend. Yes. You got to, you got to fucking just deflect your, Distraction your part such of your a brain. Good... And, and preferably something like that you like doing and that yeah. can occupy your attention enough to stop it from going back to this. And may I say, maybe even something that's from the same kind of zone. Do you know what I'm saying? What if you what if you had more than one person that you were interested in romantically and you like you get those romantical feelings and you're like, man, I really want someone to affirm that I am like an attractive, smart, funny person. Why don't I go see if someone else is around who can say that to me? I would also say that I don't know where they are in this relationship because they said it's the beginning but what something i do is like if i see if we're getting into like third or fourth date territory uh you can have just a straight up conversation about expectations yep so like be like 
hey, uh, you know, this is how much time I can give you and blah, blah, blah. This is how much texting I like. I mean, they might not be able to meet you because it sounds like they've been pretty clear about this is how much they can give, but maybe you guys right. can meet halfway or something. You know, if it's moving forward, I think there's nothing wrong with being like, this is my ex. Cause I think a lot of times when people start dating, they just assume everyone's on the same page and that's not yes. always the case. Like, no. like, you know, you might be looking for a relationship. This person might not be. And I know that's not something you necessarily want to hear, but like, how are you guys going to know if you don't talk about it? And I'm always hey. like, as polyamorous person, I'm forced to have this conversation like out the gate. And I think it's a skill that you have to learn, but it, it makes things a lot easier because then there's no nebulousness when you're like, yes. hi, this is what I'm looking for. What can you give me? All right. This is what we can expect from each other. So now, you know, Huge. when you're only here from them twice a week, that's not personal. It's just how they are. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, and I really did that. Having that conversation with them to like reference in your head, you can be like, "This is just how they are." It's not because they're exactly. they don't have the feelings or they secretly hate me or whatever. Yeah, your brain's still going to try to tell you that, but again, just redirect. And when you have something, you've had that conversation, you have something concrete to point to. I think that makes that easier. Like I'm uh, a chronic absolutely. texter, so I straight up will be like, "How much text messaging are you comfortable <laughs> with?" Like I, because when they say a lot, I'm like, "Do you mean that?" Because get ready for some yeah. pictures of frogs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just had the one where I'm like, uh, "Hey, so um, I've been playing it real cool so far, but you're about to meet stage five clinger, Audrey. Is that chill?" Oh, and she's like, "I mean, yeah." She's like. Don't oh. like I'm not gonna increase necessarily the rate of tip, but it's okay if you come at me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I've been trying fine. to keep uh, I'm in a situation where I'm trying to keep that person in the box a little longer, but Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not fucking easy. But if this um, hummingbird lands, then it's fucking over. <laughs> <laughs> it's game over. I'm leaving all sorts of shit out this window, you hear me? <laughs> there was something uh, there was something else in here that I know that I made a note to comment on and now I can't find it in this question. And I'm reading through the whole thing. Commitment phobe, intimacy issues. Oh, in person we seem to be okay and comfy together, but getting them to respond to text is a pain in the how, ass. How is how are you having the same life as me? It's <laughs> the same deal. Yeah, but yeah, so I mean, just try try to spend more time in person together yeah. is basically what I'm gonna get at. And if they're not able to do that as much, I'm gonna go back to the redirect thing. Have something planned, like, hey, we're gonna go. You know, we're doing something each other with each Huge. other this weekend. Huge to have something on the fucking schedule. Like, yeah. try to try to stay on the calendar, and that'll mm -hmm. that'll ameliorate a lot of your. Um, well, they don't want to see me. Right. Then again, you, maybe you'll have the thing where you're like, they're only gonna meet up with me to break up with me. You ever get that one? That one's fucked. Uh, up. Don't play at that. I get that one. That one's fucked up. Don't don't play at that seed. That's why you make fun plans. You're going to the zoo. Nobody gets dumped at the zoo. Nobody gets dumped at the zoo. Nobody gets dumped That's true. at the zoo. That's true. Except for the elephant shit. Am I right, folks? <laughs> Hey. Hey, yeah. hey. Well, I was just getting at uh, if you've got something to like look forward to like that and you're yeah. struggling to not text them and all this stuff and you're trying to redirect like yeah. it's easier to float through these feelings if they're if it's not indefinite you know yeah. and sometimes I might have to be indefinite and that sucks but like for now keep setting up in person time as much as you can. So you got stuff to look forward to yeah. and you've got That's very lots smart. of time to be in person and vibe. Well, the way you're describing and remember um, they don't hate you. They're just busy. Yeah. 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 And cool so people overall, are busy. So cool people are right. so busy. So that like means, right now we're all on a podcast, which means we can't be texting with whoever wants to text with us I right now. I literally got a phone call from some himbo while we're doing this. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. These Monday night. Himbos. You know I'm busy Monday night. <laughs> Check the calendar. So Check the easy. plan pop. Are you on plan Listener. pop? We got a plan pop calendar running. Plan oh, God. Pop. I got to get on that. It's cute. Plan it's a pop. cute. It's just like the design's really cute. It's a calendar app that's not Ooh. Google Calendar. Oh. I could use a different calendar. 
because I can't square what with my iPhone calendar and my goggle calendar. I'm getting all confused. I've missed multiple. Well, I missed one class because I got confused. That's too many classes so to miss, though. Too many classes to miss, listener. But you, question asker, just going to be cool. And as you've heard, you're not the only one dealing with this. You're not crazy. Uh, you just got to kind of practice them coping techniques. You can get through something like this. And if it doesn't work out, there's other people out there. Bada bing, bada boom. Let's go. You're in... Fuck. You're on Gravy... No, Easy Street. Gravy Gravy Street? I mixed up like Gravy Train with Easy Street. (laughs) Easy Train. Gravy Street. You know, from the Sauce District. Okay. I'm going to read another one. Here we go. This, uh, this is a long one, but this is yeah. from one of our dear patrons. Like and they were having trouble with the box, and so we're just going to I'm gonna read this whole one and shouts out to them. Uh, but we'll remain anonymous because we're on the main feed. Hi, Audrey and Donovan. Hello. Hello. I'm waving at you. Longtime listener and few-time question boxer. Love your podcast. Thank you. We love you. I'm a 26-year-old man in a long-distance relationship with an NB person who lives seven hours away. We met and dated in high school and recently had a reconnecting and quickly fell in love again. Cute. It's been eight months and it's very lovely. They're a great listener and it feels so good to be able to speak my needs and once and have a partner who listens and tells me about theirs as well. Recently, we've had a lack of intimacy creep up in our relationship. My partner is depressed and the sex has been less often and more uninspired if it happens. Less validation in other forms as well. Calls, texts, FaceTime. This is where I think my attachment style really starts to flare up, and I've noticed more insecure behavior patterns in myself and my partner has too. I know Audrey has talked often on the show about her anxious attachment style, and I wanted to say that I feel you. I'm an (laughs) AP. Is that that like an anxious avoidant person? Anxious person, avoidant person. Could be. Something like that. Uh, I'm an AP and I'm so proud of you and inspired that you were doing that hard work to heal your insecure attachment. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, Last week when I saw them, they explicitly told me they're not interested in being a sexual being for the foreseeable future. Wow. Uh, Forcing it any longer is starting to bring up trauma from past relationships. I'm 100% on board with respecting this boundary and I want my partner to feel like I give them exactly the love that they need when they I wanted to ask, how do we keep the closeness without sex? What can we do to make sure that the intimacy is still there and the bond doesn't break down? I'm a very touchy and sexual person, so this is getting kind of scary for me. I'll Mm. also mention that when we started dating, I was seeing another person, and it was too stressful to be seeing more than one person, so we've decided to keep it monogamous. Okay. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you for your question. Let me hit you like this. Uh. Current partner is a cis femme, right? Sometimes cis femmes can't or don't want to because it's the time of the fucking thing, right? They don't want to have sex. Be very lesbian about it and just stare into each other's eyes for four hours and like listen to music and like kiss every once in a while and talk and just like be really here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like incredibly present with no expectation that there's going to be any kind of sexual activity. Um, yeah, I think as long as you establish the boundary that touching them physically as in a hug or holding hands or something like that explicitly it will not lead to sex. Yes. You can still have that because like he's a little bit TMI, but me and one of my partners are not very sexual at all. Um, and I love them dearly. And it's sometimes hard for straight people to <laughs> understand that. But, you know, that's yeah. a whole other rant. Um, but uh, we're very much I consider us intimate, though, because we're very like, you know, we cuddle and we hold like we do a lot of that kind of stuff. And we're physically playful with each other, even though it, it's not leading to sexual stuff. Yes. Um, and I feel very close to them. So I think as long as the. There, it is implicitly clear that if you're affectionate, that there's zero expectation or pressure for sex of any kind, then you guys can continue down the path and it'll probably make them feel really safe around you to maybe open that back up later. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I, I like that. I've been through some of this also. And, uh, and recently, and I've talked about that a bit uh, with my partner going through endo stuff and the way that that can fuck up your ability yeah. to have sex or make it like an anxiety inducing thing. Because what if you get fucking physical pain from it? Uh, and it's it's been tough. Like, I feel you on the that being an important thing to you and like balancing that with also wanting to be supportive of your partner and not put weird pressure on them. Cause that just makes it fucking worse. And it sounds like, you know, that you're trying not to do that thing. Um, but like, there is an element of that where you kind of got to hold those two things at once of not having this aspect that, that's important to you, you know, for a stretch or having that be interrupted but kind of having to remind yourself also that that's not the end all be all of everything. Like, I think Audrey and I have, have talked about this with similar experiences before, but like, if you've got this kind of attachment style thing, you can perceive something like that as rejection, even yes. though it has nothing to do with you. It's completely separate. And you can also like know that, but still get that inkling of like, oh no, this means they don't. Whether well, it means they're you know they're gonna break up with especially me or if you fuck. have any level of uh, RSD that's rejection sensitive dysphoria, it is comorbid with ADHD and hurts bad. And it's it, it, it's fucking rough, you know. Um, but it's 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 okay to talk about that stuff. Like it's important to kind of express where you're at without it being like I am giving you a hard time. But just, hey, I'm struggling with this as they're struggling with their own thing. And like uh, Katie was saying, find what kind of intimate stuff you can do to kind of, you know, fill the gap in that meantime. I'll also say like from experience with with other partners, too, uh, I think these kinds of things, especially if it's just a, a psychological thing that's interrupting your, your partner's sex drive, removing all pressure like this. Like just very clearly being like, it's, oh, this is okay. My feelings for you aren't going to change. We're going to get through this. However, that goes a long way to alleviate that shit. It really does. I, I've been on the opposite side of this too. I've had stretches where my sex drive just fucking disappeared. Ooh. And I felt like I was letting my partner down. And then it's even harder to do it because it's, yep. like, it's a fucking thing. And it's really, really stressful. And just from both sides of it, the best approach here is what you're doing. Just take a step back. Remind yourself as much as you need to that you still love each other. Find those other things you can do. Uh, but this, it won't be forever is yeah. what I'm getting at here. And uh, it, it doesn't mean, just keep reminding yourself, it, 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 it's nothing to do with you. It doesn't mean that they've lost interest to in you, all that stuff. So best thing you can do, back off, be supportive, and find those other ways that you can connect. Video calls are essential because you do live seven hours away and actually seeing each other is very important. Yeah. I have a, I have a quote from a book called Poly Secure. I think it's, you're not doing poly, but I think it's really, you're going to The secret about polyamory is it's just relationships varsity level. So a lot of yeah. polyamorous <laughs> relationship advice is just relationship advice. It just advice. works. Yeah. When our partners are able to articulate the ways that we are special and valuable to them, our interpersonal self-worth is supported. When we express the ways that we appreciate and are grateful for our partners, we create a culture of positivity in our relationships that allows mutual vulnerability, authenticity, and joy to flourish. We can express the delight we have for our partners through our words, our actions, our touch, as well as just the look in our eyes. Diane Poole Heller and her colleagues use the term beam gleam, also known as the attachment gaze, to refer to the nonverbal expression of warmth, kindness, and love that radiates from our eyes, letting our partners know that they are special to us. Aw. I, love I like beam that. Gleam. So just like fucking get some eye contact, yeah. even if it's gotta be through a video call, and like really talk about the things that make you happy to be with your partner. Yeah. Bat your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> But you, but you got this and like, you're, yeah. you're taking the right approach here. It sounds like you really care about this person. It sounds like you're not taking this personally, at least like on an intellectual level. So just keep coming back to that. And I'll say the fucking distraction thing I was saying before too, especially with this being distance, just like keep yourself busy, work yeah. on some personal projects, do shit for you. Uh, and spending time with other people also like just fulfilling some of that emotional support need, some of that interpersonal need 
uh, self-fulfillment type need. Just doing other stuff that boosts that will make this part easier to kind of work through when you're not getting, you know, the kind of intimacy that you, you, you know, typically want uh, more of than you, than you can right now. Uh, but you got this. And thank you for writing in. And uh, we wish you the best with this because we, we've all been there. Yeah. It'll be okay. I'm giving you a support salute. Yeah. Also, this is like a normal thing that happens to a ton of people. Yeah. Not yeah. It's, not, it's not crazy out there at all. And lets people get through it. And it's not typically something that just goes on forever. So yeah. give your partner that space to heal and keep on keeping on until then. <laughs> Buckaroonie, start playing guitar. Pick up fencing. <laughs> If you have a PlayStation, play PlayStation games with me specifically. Shoot your fucking, you know, I'm always looking for people to play games with. Shoot your fucking shit in the Patreon. DM that shit to Audrey. Yeah. (laughs) Hang out. Uh, What else we got? Hey, Toter friends, especially Audrey. (sighs) Wow. I'm going to read the one that's for me. Wow. Uh, Just wanted to send some love and intercontinental hugs in this trying time and applaud your resilience. Thank you so much. Irene's That's so the world cute. Today. You got good it's, kids in the box. We do. <laughs> we had some fucking cool people. It's the Aussie who was meant to get married in January here once again. Your call on whether or not to read this on the pod. I hate to be a downer, so I personally err on the side of not, but hey, it's your show. Well, maybe I don't read it then. I don't know. Nah, read it. Okay. Uh, and not to be a total parasocial weirdo, but y'all feel like witnesses to our relationship. I mean, <laughs> hey. Okay, I feel it. I think they were in the Discord. I remember this person. Shit very much did not pan out for me slash us either, and I'm in that nobody will ever love me again phase you mentioned. But I've started attending a 12-step fellowship, Adult Children of Alcoholics, and that's been an amazing support, as your show still is. Thanks as ever for what you do, brightening the Sonoverse and spreading love in all its forms. Well, thank you very much. Aww. That was an so extremely sweet. sweet thing to write. Uh, I am really excited for you getting involved in that kind of world because uh, I haven't done as much of it as maybe I should, but I come from uh, a family affected by alcoholism. And it's like, there's so much shit that you're going to go, wait a second, that's just not, that's not just because I'm a fucking broken person that sucks. <laughs> this is why that doesn't work in my life. You know, Woo. like you're going to be like, oh, wow. So that's like that's just like a thing that happens to people. And you're going to a lot of your guilt and pain that you feel around the person you are is going to be absolved through this. And I'm very excited for you to uh, go through that process. Plus, you're you're just getting that fucking kind of emotional support. Like, I don't know. Speaking about things like that vulnerably can be something that gets reserved for romantic relationships. Like, I, I don't know. I know people like that who spent a long period of time, like not talking about stuff like this, that deeply impacts you and past trauma and all of this. Cause it's not something, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it with friends. Like you don't want to be weird or bring the mood down or whatever. And yeah. so it can be just foisted on a romantic partner. And that's, you know, not to say that, there's not support that comes from that, but when that's your only place to like open up, that you can lead have to more. some troubling attachment stuff. And it can make you feel like when that's over, like, fuck, I'm here with this stuff, you know, alone forever. So good on you for finding, you know, like a community like that of people you can be vulnerable with. I think just, just having that goes a long way, yeah. you know, beyond whatever kind of healing you're doing with your past you know, but just with this relationship and, and getting better at opening up about stuff. So sounds like you're doing some healthy stuff to to handle this breakup. So good on you for that. We we wish you the best. Yeah, you're going to make it. Whatever <laughs> it is, you're going to make it. We're all going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that tone is. Still, just I'm kind of in the sleepy oh, mode. That was a genuine... Man. We're all, that was a genuine. We're all all doing our best. We're all doing our best. Yeah, even though (laughs) some of us are big sleepy heads, we're doing our best right now anyways. Okay, here comes another question. We love it. 
<laughs> there is so much in the box today. I'm getting lost in here. Hello, RFTB and KRL. Hello. Hello. I am someone who has historically been in monogamous relationships, trying to be open to poly people on the apps. Ah. Oh. What advice would you give to someone trying to respectfully dip their toes in polyamory? The burp was part of the question. They wrote that in there. I just, I just read what I saw. <laughs> Set your expectations and yes. communicate, communicate, communicate. Especially if they're already out here saying they're poly, that's not going to change. And I know yeah, huge. you cognitively know that. But a lot of people who get involved for the first time, you know, the head and the heart can be a little bit at war sometimes. And uncomfortable feelings are just going to happen. So I think a really good thing for newbies is to get over any shyness you might have and just ask them straight up what their uh, setup's like on the first date. It's a totally mm-hmm. normal question to be like, what's your relationship structure? What are, what were you on the app looking for? Like, if you met on Tinder, like, hi. Like, yeah. that's a totally normal question. Be like, oh, I saw your poly. What are you looking for on Tinder right now? And like, you know, tell me about your partners. And if they yeah. are weird about it, then they're probably weird and suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true. And like, uh, in my experience, at least I am happy to talk about um I love that question. I love that question. Yeah. Yeah. So we just get to like give you the lay of the land and sort of let you know where, you know, the job you're applying for. Let you know like where you're trying to slot in, you know? You're like, you know what? You're an experienced kid, but I like your moxie. Get in here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for a guy for a back of house position, if you know what I'm saying. Don't forget to update your resume before going on to the apps. It's essential. <laughs> well, and I mean, a relationship resume is kind of what we're all building, right? When we're going on dates, mm, like I am into true. this kind of music. I like these kind of movies. I like eat this kind of food. I am, you know, like you're building yourself into yeah. a, a, a relatable being. The other thing I will say is if you find out it's not for you, that's totally normal. Yep, and don't totally beat yourself works. up. I think there's a false equivalency that happens where it's like, I think some people are monogamous, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, that's fine, you know? And the other thing is if you meet some people who are bad at it, don't yeah. hold it against everybody. So my yeah. friend, uh, my friend, a friend of mine said something that made me have galaxy brain recently because like, <laughs> This trad girl was like complaining at us and she didn't know what her deal was. So we're just like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Uh, <laughs> but she, my friend who's like very fearless just said out loud, she's like, well, it's like this. Most people are bad at relationships and there's just a lot less polyamorous people. So the likelihood of you meeting someone bad at polyamory yep. is pretty high because yep. most people are bad at relationships. Period. Period. So just keep that in mind. It's not our fault. It's everyone's right. fault. <laughs> also, like the fucking stories that that go viral on social media or stand yeah. out or whatever are gonna be the most fucking chaotic and crazy ones because that's yep. what people are like. I want to talk about it. this. Is insane. Yeah. You know, you, you you don't hear a whole lot about uh, a, the poly person whose relationships are are going well and their partners get along and everything's exactly. a good time because it's boring as fuck. A lot of people don't know that my a lot of people who know my my longest partner uh like outside of me they don't mm-hmm. even know they're poly because like until it comes up or something yeah. because we're so undramatic <laughs> like it's just like people will say wild shit to our faces and we're like funny story <laughs> right <laughs> But all they remember is, is the There's three polycule. of my boyfriends in this bar right now, or whatever. And they're like, oh. <laughs> Pointing fucking back behind you. And over there. And up in the rafters. I just want to say, this is a total aside. I do this really stupid thing where I use boyfriend in a gender neutral term, which offends some people. But That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I will say that if someone referred to me as their boyfriend, I would be like, what the no, fuck? No, 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 no. I would never do that to a trans partner. But like, no. you know, yeah. when I'm talking about 
esoteric beings. I'm like, that could be any gendered boyfriend. <laughs> I like esoteric beings. Yeah, I like just like a, a concept. Anyway, go go on. Fair enough. That's fucking funny. It sounds like get after it, slugger. You got this, and don't, yeah, and like fuck. Don't What's, don't judge God, poly people by the polycules that like take over a DSA chapter. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Look for red, you know, just look for red flags like you would anyone else. Like yeah. a big one for no matter what your relationship dating style is, I always like to see, make sure they have friends. Yeah. I think you don't like, want to be their whole thing. Yeah. And I think it's a really big red flag when someone is dating because they don't have friends. Yeah. I think that's a great, great place to start. As somebody <laughs> who has been that person. It's not a good place to be, and you don't want to date someone in that situation. Uh, yeah. Oh, also, it's gonna fucking hurt so bad at times. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a monogamous person and you're dating a polyamorous person, you are going to feel immeasurable pain at some yeah. point. It is gonna fucking suck. But what Thanks. happens is, if you decide that you want to continue in this, I would big reco. You can do mono for poly. That's like a valid way to do things. But my big reco is if you're dating somebody who is polyamorous, try it out yourself. Yes. Keep looking. Stay, stay, stay looking. Stay in the game. Because the second I had two partners at once, ever it just opened the fuck up. I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, this is actually fantastic. So... Also, just, yeah, like I said before, it's just like you just will be uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. Oh, it'll hurt. And I, it's feelings. I'm about to say some shit like my mom would say to me. God damn it. Because <laughs> she's a therapist. But it's like feelings aren't good or bad. It's just how we act on them. Yep. That counts. Huge. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. You're going to be great. Hey. I love calling the, the question asker slugger. Champ. It just gets me. Oh, champ. Get, up Get in the game. Get out Get there. Get out there. Hit the ground running. You just read this one, correct? I believe you did. Are you serious? Yes, I did. Fuck. I remember <laughs> RFTV and KRL. I was like, that's, that's a f- I like when we mash them acronyms up. It's very fun. <laughs> Uh, it's the sleepy I, episode. I have to bring back my tradition of not remembering what happened five minutes which, ago. Which one do I want to do here? I got to think about. It. Okay, I don't know, Audrey. There's a couple others that are that are KRL pointed. There's this one's. Oh no, this one's so good. Okay, hi RFTB and Katie. What's up? Hi. I wrote in last time asking how to get a big Jewish ass, and I was told I had to be one of the people. <laughs> Having converted to Reform Judaism, I can confirm it works. <laughs> Muzzle talk. <laughs> I'll never forget the way you said, you gotta be chosen, baby! <laughs> I feel like there's like a personal trainer like book plan you could have here of like to improve your squats, you must convert to Judaism. You will see (laughs) unprecedented gains. (laughs) Yeah, it's the the weight of the guilt centers you. It just forces it all into the ass. Yeah, gives you a better balance to get down low. Incredible. Okay, check this one out. I want you to do the Voltron one if you can, and then I have one that I want to do. Okay, well, yeah, we'll hit some of these these stubbies. These stubbies, if all of KRL's boyfriends were to combine as a Voltron, what would they become? See, that's what I'm saying. I'm, we're just getting randos <laughs> from my DMs, and I don't think they understand like what your show is. <laughs> it's a show where we talk about Katie's boyfriends. I have two partners right now, so it would be a very insufficient fucking robot, you know? Now, if I got everyone... like a leg and a hip. If I got everyone in there I've been trying to fucking get, then now we're talking. But unfortunately, uh, our the person who wrote in before isn't the only person dealing with commitment-phobic weirdos right now. I, I got him up the wazoo right no. now. People love to treat me like a like a partner, but they don't actually want to. That's a whole different no. story. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not. No, no, no. Listen, I'm actually in a great spot. It's almost funny. But like, 
So uh, the the answer is just a really sad robot that is losing battle bots for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to point out that and a kickstand you know, and a knife. You know how you can you know how you can pin conversations in your texts in, yes. on an yeah. iPhone. You know how you can do that. That's I what can't. I. That's that's Donovan so and then blurry. and then the hummingbirds in the park. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! I'm, I'm hanging here with the birds. Tweet tweet. Donovan's loving that. Rock and Robin, let's go. Oh, fuck, man. Uh, okay, wanna, one last real quick, little quick stubby. Okay, read it up. Uh. This one's like kind of mean, and I just want to like shout down no, the person for being a little mean. Don't be mean. Related to being called mid, how do I, 31M, tell my friend, 29M, that he is mid? He's morbidly obese, like 205 pounds, and can't grow what? more than a short beard. He tells me he wishes he could find someone to love, so I politely <laughs> let him down. Appreciate it. Hey, I, a rare fuck yourself to a listener of the program. I think they're doing a bit. I hope they're doing a bit. You can't say morbidly obese and then 205 pounds. Yeah, you got to yeah. get bent on that one, good sir. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this better be a bit. Yeah. Well, I demand this. Be yeah, maybe you just learned that you're an asshole just now. Maybe you yeah. had no idea that you maybe sucked. Maybe your friend was right to call you mid, bro. Maybe they were being nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm th- I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw a fucking hawk at you if this is real. A hawk? Yeah, I'm gonna drop a falcon. Ah! I'm gonna drop a hungry fuck! falcon through your bedroom window, and I'm gonna shut the window and lock the door. Also, if they're your friend. And you're, they're being a dick. Like, are they your friend? Like, yep. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's just I've so had, much stuff about this that I'm just like. I've had moments like that where I realized that somebody was absolutely not my friend. Yeah. Uh, oh. Because we had a running joke that I used to give, uh, in his words, homeless people hand jobs for nickels. And that was the running joke. It's not a good running joke. And I'm like. Wow, you sure do hit that note a lot. I thought we were like friends, but it turns out you were yeah. being abusive. You're the towards only me. one laughing, cool. so yeah. I. Hmm. Anyway, I'm gonna Fuck. put a kestrel in your board shorts, motherfucker. <laughs> chow down on your thighs. They got sharp little talons. On your thighs and genitals. I I demand that this be a bit because be. he tells me he wishes he could find someone to love. So I need to politely let him down is so cartoonishly evil that it better be a fucking bit. And I reiterate, if it's not, I will be sending birds of prey through your bedroom window in the dead of night and they're going to be pissed off. Also, yeah. Everyone's the hottest person in the world to somebody else. So, yes. Know. Damn fucking right. It's I just, like that. This is true. <laughs> and some of us are the hottest person in the world to everyone else. Folks, it's been a great show. <laughs> I love being a dickhead on the fucking show. Um, uh, someone also said, oops, a baby. Yep. In the question box. And I don't, I don't, was that a reference to something that we said? What is I that? have no idea. I do have a lot of people in my life that may or may not be pregnant right now. So it's like. Oops, a baby. Oops, a baby. Oops. Whoops. Oh, it's a baby. It's definitely not my problem right now, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by the grace of God. Um, Inshallah. I have I have low-key realized that I, I have a little bit of uh, of uh, breeding kink. We'll drop this at the end of the show. It's and it's horrifying me. It's so scary. Yes! I'm so You're so gross. I love it. Yes. <laughs> it's really, it's really god awful. And I was like explicitly saying to my partner, like, "Oh yeah, oh, saying- fuck." I've, this isn't something that I've I've had any uh, attraction to. I love it and when a gross thing shows happening. up and you're like, I didn't want this, but here it is. But here it fucking is. <laughs> By God. So listeners, yeah. tell me tell me what I what I'm supposed to do about that because I don't actually I don't want to have any <laughs> fucking offspring. Right into the question box to tell Donovan <laughs> how to handle the breeding <laughs> cake. Oh, yeah. I mean it's easy. You just you just 
snip it and then continue to talk dirty. Yeah. Fully just get the cool. Vanzac. <laughs> and so that's the bombshell I'm dropping at the end of this Incredible. episode. We started on a sleepy minecart ride, and now we're exploring the inside of my deepest fantasies of, of procreation. Why is it a how is it a kink? Why the fuck? Why well, does it work like brains, this? Brains can make anything into it, and that's the thing that it's for evolutionarily. Yeah, so, so that's so a pretty stupid. easy one to link up, you but know? It's yeah, so I mean, stupid. all sorts of weird stuff will happen. I once had a friend that would make out with me all the time, but like never make a move, and it's just because they were like mad straight. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, because I'm a dirty little worm that I don't even deserve to get the whole thing. And I'm like, it's so hot how they won't fuck me. My friend's like, they're just like normal. That's and uh, i think it's important to note that i still get a boner when um my partner cries so oh yeah we all got got weird shit we all got problems on this show but sometimes they're fun and that's what this program is all about (laughs) thank you katie for joining us oh my god thanks for having me i always love to come by my my friends at the, the tote bag at the tote bag factory and we love to have you what do you got to plug for the people what do you where can people I find mean, you check out balling out super while you can balling out super your dragon ball z podcast i'm on twitter at katie rose i'm sorry it's like what social media is left i don't know uh you can find yeah. me on instagram at oh hello katie rose um, I'm going to be trying to start my own podcast soon, so st- keep an eye out for that. Hopefully, I don't muck it up. <laughs> we believe in you. You we should do you. it. It's going to be you. great. Yeah, it'll yeah. be something. <laughs> uh, what else do we fucking do at the end here? Music. Oh, uh, I did the intro outs. theme. We got to shout out the fucking oh, patrons. We do that after. You're right. Fuck. You're right, Donovan. <laughs> Hey, remember our old pal Minecart Donovan and his his cool thing about exploring the minds and questions and stuff? That's a real thing. We've got a Patreon. You can get a bonus episode each week. Sometimes I'm going harder on guests recently. We've had some cool people on recently. We do Reddit questions. We look at the bargain bin sections of sex toy websites. We do BuzzFeed quizzes. It's (laughs) it's a hoot and a holler. (laughs) We we simply rip it up back there, Katie. It's a delightful time. <laughs> and you too could join us. Uh, Patreon.com slash RFTB, $5 a month. You get that. You get the Discord. We send you a sticker. But for $10 a month, you get all of this. And we shout your name out in lights at the end of each main episode. Audrey, who are we shouting out first? We begin, as we do, with Brock. Follow that up with Anthony Limburg. <laughs> up next is our beloved day one Barb. Up next is my own dad. <laughs> Hope he didn't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Big shouts to daddy Dylan, who made me uh, mushroom and cheese ravioli with a salmon steak earlier. And it was fucking oh, incredible. Thank you, daddy. God Ooh. damn. That sounds good as fuck. We're shouting yeah. out Gigi. We're shouting out Hoobstank. We're shouting out Malcriata. We're shouting out, oh God, it's so good to say, Mickey Flykick. It's my favorite one to say. We're shouting out Riley. From episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Toteland, we're going to shout out Ryan, Rich Homie, Click Clack. We're shouting out Spreadable Fruit. We're shouting out <laughs> Super Deformed. And finally, we're shouting out Ren. We love you all. We very much appreciate your support. And uh, a bunch of you were in the Austin Powers watch with us. That was fun as fuck. We'll probably do, well, we will do another one of those in the Discord. We'll watch The Spy Who Shagged Me, (laughs) uh, another film night. And so you too could be part of that. Patreon.com slash RFDB. Folks. Slash RFDB. I did the intro theme at SoundCloud. No, the intro theme is Horn Filters, <laughs> the love theme from RFTB. You can find it at soundcloud.com slash Pod. It's good. And our outro song is the song Rat Curse by the Bellowing Pines. 
didn't fumble it this time. He thought I would, but I didn't. <laughs> you are so Find tired. The streaming places, the Bellowing Pines. I'm about to go. I got some chocolate covered pretzels. I'm gonna fucking Ooh. eat these things. I'm gonna lay on the Ooh. couch. I'm gonna play Metroid Prime Remastered. Ooh. Let's fucking yeah. go. I don't wanna Big go to time. sleep. Big time. Uh you know, this is big time. You listener, you're yeah. big time as fuck, and we love yeah. you. And uh I'm gonna get right up on this microphone as I have a tendency to do. And I'm gonna say I love you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> what if I put a hair clip in my mustache? <laughs> this was this was my thing. Now. <laughs> that's it. That's how we end. Oh, that's how we end. Imagine it yourself, listener. A hair clip in my mustache. <laughs> From far away, it just looks like half my mustache is oh, a darker color okay. than the other half. Put, put put this person in a blanket. They gotta go. Get a nap. Get a nap. <laughs> it's in, sleepy time for me.